0: I mean, what you're saying is what uh, I'm working with with uh, Brandman or Sean. So Sean is the guy that is makes courses, creates educational content based around artists who don't really know how to do marketing. So he's teaching you like he's teaching like artists literally, because you know when artists are just making music, they forget that they also have to put it on social media. You know they forgot they need to make content around it. So with him, he's like, yo, this is how you break it down. This is how you set up a content calendar. This is how you release shit. This is how you do a rollout This is how you build narrative all that shit. So with him, he was like, Alright, we're gonna start by making YouTube content just based around the idea of, you know, being your personal marketer for artists. So he did that for a little bit. And from that, he kind of just, was, he realized that he wanted to be more of a businessman, less of an influencer. Because you know how influencers, they usually are influencers with a business. It's never like they're a business and then become an influencer, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because, so he, he took a step back. He's like, exactly. So he was like, I'm, I'm going to take a step back because I don't want to be known as an influencer with a business. So he, he stopped doing the YouTube videos, Solely started working on the product. And then when that came to be, that involved me helping him with his vision Um, and that vision being, you know, what the brand and what the product really means to him. So, you know, that leads to, um, that leads to him building out an app, (laughs) but it's not a native app. It's like a hosted app by one of these companies that sets your website up and allows you to build a community around them and then you can monetize them in a sense so basically what everything you said word for word (laughs) but it's you know it's a it's a framework that can be copied because it's not something so unique it's it's unique to his industry so same with yours it'll be very unique to your industry it's the
1: it's the next direction of I just think in in terms of like social media marketing is to not have it like not be the influencers to have a business. Yeah. That is influencing because it's free. Yeah. The whole point is just becoming more
0: independent, where things, the communication, the information is becoming more clear every day. It's not like, for instance, in the artists or the music industry. You know, you're a janitor. And then you can really sing and the next thing you know, someone hears you now you're, you're signing a record deal, you know how that used to be like, it's just like, no, that shit doesn't work like that anymore. Now you know how to blow up. Um, that's why, you know, he's like recommending all these platforms and I'm still learning as I go. But it's very like, since I quit being an engineer and went doing this full time, things started like making more sense, dedicated more time. And these conversations I'm having are just very helpful in just understanding exactly what
1: branding is. Because it, it, it becomes more complex when you actually like start to think about it. A lot of people think of it as just like posting shit on socials, but it's really yeah. like, it's yeah. like focusing on how they uh, play with each other, and how they yeah. will, um, talk to each other more or less, and how they enhance one another versus, yeah. um, it just being like separate things
0: and that's how i thought it was at first too i thought it's just like oh i'm just posting shit. i'm just you know making youtube content or i'm just making graphics for their social media but you know working from the internal business going to their external business which is you know the youtubes the instagrams um, it really is used to just you know let the masses know hey, this is what we're doing. Like, hey, like take a little peek into it because deep down, like there's so much shit that we're trying to do. And like when when we're trying to like display that or message that, it it can get lost. So it's just like, there's a, it's like a, you know uh, ecosystem in a way where it's just like, you don't know until you're in it that
1: this is how our product works. I, I guess kind of hammering in, um where where would you say was like a beneficial place for you to start learning? Like where 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 was the where'd you start? Yeah. Where'd you get that information from? What were some of the, the, the resources that you used to kind of get a better understanding? Um. All right. Well, where I started,
0: I mean, granted, like my idea wasn't just to be a video editor, wasn't just to be a graphic designer, but to be you know an art director in a sense, the person that Helps you manage your media outlets basically, so any social media or any YouTube content or any content in general. So that's where my vision was for you know where I want to go, where I'm still trying to figure out and where I'm you know trying to project myself to be. Uh, so I started just doing you know video edits, video edits for uh, Sean, and you know working into this network. Uh, this brand man network where, you know, he's creating all this content, he has all he has, he already had a base audience. um, And that just gave me a little bit of a market or like I became a little, my skill set allowed me to market myself into an already established audience, you know, if you get what I'm saying. So that allowed me to be a part of a company that already had 100,000 subscribers. Uh, So then I got placed into it. Then I'm like, okay, I'm in this startup, because that's what they are. I'm in this startup making YouTube videos. How can I be more, you know, effective? Uh, Okay, I'll do graphics. I'm doing graphics for them and edits, uh, video edits. Okay, now I'm doing both to the point where I'm understanding what he's saying. (laughs) Like, it's not just like bullshit. I'm not just like, okay, this is whatever. I'm just trying to get this done so I can get out, you know? No, it was like, he has a message. I'm making creative ideas for him. He has a vision of what he wants the next project to be. I have to understand that. And that's when it started to click. It's like, oh, okay. I'm making his vision come true. I am basically his hands in this whole scheme of content. Yeah. So then it was just like, okay, now I understand his message. And with the message, now I'm slowly becoming a partner in a sense where I understand exactly what his product is and what he wants to do with it, and that's that's a very important part in getting into it all. You know, yeah. you have to if you if you want to be a part of somebody else's you know business, you got to understand what it is before you can start you know communicating that to the masses. Yeah. So that that that's a very important place where I was like, okay, now I understand. Now I can get it moving. And then from there, you know, I'm right at that point, like, you're catching me at that point, too, like, I'm right there, where it's like, okay, yeah. we're moving now, like, and, you know, I you can call it whatever you want to call it. But I honestly, I honestly can't tell you, like, at first, it was a content manager, I was like, Okay, that makes sense. Content manager, I do graphics, I do video edits, you know, I'm doing all that stuff. But now it's like, Oh, wait, I'm creating projects for him. That helps him with his brand. Now it's like, Oh, okay. Am I? brand strategist? Am I a brand creator? Like, what is it that I'm doing? You know, it's like, I'm forming my own role. And unless you know, I don't have the proper education for it. So maybe somebody else does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good, the good place to get started is having a skill set that allows you to basically peek into every room, in a sense, and basically peeking into every room was me being a video editor, graphic designer.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it was also just the curiosity to actually figure out beyond your job, what you were Oh, doing. Yeah. yeah. And the,
0: <laughs> that plays a yeah. big part. <laughs> and that, that, that's just a mindset that people need to have is just, you know, even when I had my last job, I was like, I'm curious of like, what's going on here, I'm gonna figure it out. And then I figured it out like, Oh, this is a really standard corporate job, nine to five. And you know, you pay your time, and you get your opportunities, not you can just start searching for opportunities. No, you just pay pay your time, and then more opportunities will come. And I was like, I don't like that model whatsoever. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta go. Yeah,
1: there's 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 some companies that do have that more abstract model of like where you can identify the opportunities yourself. Yeah. Um, but when you're in a company that's like probably larger, it's really hard. Larger. To find those, 60 years old. Yeah, because yeah, they, they, they already, anything that's inefficient, they already nip that in the bud. Exactly. So, like, and it, less, there's less opportunity. Unless you see a pivot, and this goes back to the the, the vision idea. Yeah. Like, if you can really see the vision of the CEO, which is really yeah. hard when you're like one of the button pushers at the bottom, and you can yeah. kind of understand within the industry he needs to make that pivot, um, but doesn't know how to do it. If you can kind of help him bring that vision to life, which is kind of what you're doing, that kind of yeah. moves you up the ladder quickly. And I, yeah. that also sounds like that's what you were doing too. It's kind of just like you saw the vision and you're yeah. like, all right, shit, Like I know how to do it. Let me help you do it. So exactly. I, I, I guess as a follow-up question to that is just like, how do you, as a brain strategist, take something that isn't really, it's really abstract. Like uh, yeah. someone's vision is really hard to articulate in words yeah. uh, because it's like a thought. So how yeah. do you... How do you so kind of bring I, that to, life?
0: to bring that to life, I mean, it goes on to your own talent. I can remember there's two cases where one case it was like, okay, this guy's vision is very abstract. This is not going to work because <laughs> yeah. like he, he had no idea what he's doing. So for me to do it for him, like I'm doing two jobs at that point. So yeah. there's, there's parts where if your vision is too abstract, um, and there's no foundation, then clearly that's not going to work. And that was one of the clients that I had like two months ago. And I had a I had a separate ties with him just because he, he was asking for the world and, you know, it's just like, I can't provide that for you, especially since you still haven't like built your own foundation of what your brand is, you know, so
1: um,
0: there was, that was a one that was an incident that I was like, OK, never going down that case again and then there was another case which uh you you remember dramos um and what he did it was it depends on how feasible the brand is and coming from my end if i can't see myself you know living that life like i can see myself being a marketer right but i'm not a marketer but i can see myself being passionate about it so i can envision myself being Sean and part of the brand man network. I can see myself being him. And then being that, I can drive my passion there. Same with drama. So he is a DJ. I can see myself being a DJ. That's pretty cool. I, I love the idea. I love the culture around it. So I'll picture myself as a DJ, you know? And then with that, drive ideas from that perspective. It's taking myself outside of my own identity and trying to put it into another one. Okay, um, that makes and sense. That, and that drives me to do more shit for them. Yeah. Think of creative ideas for them. Um, yeah. And that, that's, that's the most important part is getting to that, you know, vision of understanding who that person you're working for is.
1: Yeah. So you, you more or less like literally abandon your perspective, adopt theirs, and kind of see yeah. the world as if they would see it and what you think that they would want to do. After yeah. you get an understanding of their personality, yeah, and after you get an exactly. understanding, okay, that makes sense.
0: Um, and it, it it sucks too. Don't get me wrong. Like that's it's a one way of looking at it because you're abandoning abandoning all your yeah. own ideas and sacrificing them for theirs. You know, yeah. you're giving you're giving all of yourself to them. But when it comes down to you know one person, like I, if I really wanted to, I can do it by myself. But in reality, I don't have enough experience to where I think I understand where I want to be doing it by myself if that okay. makes sense so if, if it's not clear enough then you know it's hard to you know collaborate because in that sense that's what it's all about if I'm the one you know having all these ideas and the client isn't really involved in it then that means that you know for me it's not, it's not his idea anymore it's, Oh, it's like, yeah. I'm creating your brand. And then right there, that's when, you know, I hit that meter of like, nah, this is, this isn't it yeah. because I'm, I'm doing the work for you. Okay. Um, so, you know, people have to come, like, people have to come with ideas. People have to come with, uh, products. People have to come with, you know, a, a pitch cause that's what they're doing for me. Like they're pitching their ideas to me
1: yeah.
0: and I'm thinking about it like, okay, I can see this, I can run with the, you know, the content. Yeah. I can come up with the ideas. You just got to tell me what your pitch is, okay. and that I mean, you got to treat it like you know you have a movie that you want to make, and I have the production. You just tell me what the idea is, and maybe I like it. I'll take it, and then I'll run with it. Yeah, and then you you reap you reap in all the profits, and I take a little cut from it.
1: Okay, so at that point, it's just like if you're the individual, it's really trying to figure out how to pitch your movie at that point. Then. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then so, that that even gives you kind of a a starting point to work off of for you, or if they wanted to do it themselves, is just figuring out okay, how do yeah. I how do I how do I actually start and go about the process of making this movie? What, exactly. What's the first step? Yeah. Um, all right. That and then, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I can give you an example just with the brand man like stuff right now. Uh, we're doing a lot of project management, just getting everything in order and creating these processes. Um you know, it's, it's learning on the fly for me right now. And with the project management stuff, it's, you know, he has these ideas, and I have to organize it. So I just take what like, we sit in a meeting, I'm taking notes the whole entire time, until the point where we're done. And he like, you did, did you get that? Yeah, I got all of it. Now let me he's like, Alright, can we structure this right now? I'm like, No, <laughs> give me like a day to get this all down and get the yeah. logistics in order before you know, we attack this. So, um, you know, it comes back and forth. It's not just, you know, I can't say I'm the brains of it all because I'm not, you know, it's half the work comes from the decline. the other half comes from me
1: and, you know, making it a reality is, you know, what it's all about. Okay. Um, You touched touched briefly um, that you're not sure of where you kind of want to go with this. Yeah. Um, Flirt with that idea a little bit. What What do you think your end goal ultimately is?
0: Yeah. I mean, my end goal would still be, you know, a brand strategist, being an art director, being at a level of running my own production and running it with clients, you know, having yeah. having that, you know, I can go to, you know, like we were talking about earlier, how I have this, uh, this client that has all the bars Philly, having them come to me. And not me necessarily doing all the work, because I am, but handing it off to or uh, handing off to one of my coworkers or not coworkers, but one of my freelancers, and them understanding what our brand is, and then working through that. Um, that that's where I want to go through. And right now, with Sean, you know, we're working to the point where now we're about to hire an editor, or we're about to hire a graphic designer, and I will be in charge of leading those projects. And that's exactly where my role is, and that's exactly where I want to be. It's just leading projects and being able to have a higher level of understanding what this project is and how to, you know, go about it.
1: Uh, Leaving engineering and then going into kind of chasing and creating your own role. um, Because that's something I do think is kind of the... Uh, the future, And that's why I think personal brands are going to be so important is because we're going yeah. to kind of transition from society in such a way where it's like you literally design your relationship with this particular business. Um, yeah. and like you, you do one skill so well because uh, we'll automate most of it. Uh now I'm not saying it'll probably be, be 10 years from now. It might not be 15 years from now, but down the line yeah. you're going to like kind of design your own role and see how you fit into businesses uh, from that creative yeah. aspect. And that's the best way to kind of showcase your work. But what, what gave you the confidence to kind of um abandon uh the what would be seen as a stable nine to five to to kind of chase and design your own role
0: i have it i mean the one it was literally it was the first paycheck that i got from uh sean that was just me giving him an invoice and i was like oh and then it really let me take a step back um working as an engineer at uh, asrc we were given contract numbers and those contract numbers are different projects that you worked on and you put the hours down. So I looked at that. I was like, well, Sean is paying me, uh, a contract. And right now I have, I'm working with like five to six hours with him, uh, a day with that contract. And then at SRC, I'm working two, three, two to three different projects with, you know, base hours around those. So, I'm thinking, all right, well, if I just trade more contracts, then I can just get rid of these engineering contracts. So I did that. I, I got Sean, um, you know, he gave me a, a legitimate contract. And now I was like, okay, that makes sense. Without the stability of, you know, health insurance and all that, that's on my end. And I look at it until I'm 26. <laughs> until, until I'm 26, then it's like a big-ass problem. then we're having issues. Um, but that's, that's the risk that I gave myself. I put everything in order. I was like, all right, I've till you know, I'm 24, turning 25 in a couple of months, I got a year and a half or so to really get this off the ground and make it work for me. And if it doesn't, then I'll go back to something more stable. Uh, that's my leverage and that's not everyone's path. You know, not yeah. everyone can be covered by the parents, you know? Yeah. So I still have that, you know, leverage and that, that, you know, um, that way of looking at it for right now until I'm 26. So anyway, getting back to the point, I saw, I saw that Sean could give me a better contract, got that. And then I got another contract with the uh, this one client that I liked, got that. I was like, okay, this shit's easy. <laughs> I can get contracts. It's not hard for me to sell myself. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just keep doing that because I can honestly, I see more opportunities. I like creating more opportunities
1: for myself than waiting to be handed one yeah so the the video that I'm kind of interviewing you for and I'm I'm going to pick around some of the bits and pieces of the conversation that we have is kind of around uh, me explaining to people that I'm creating a personal brand and kind of transitioning my channel to be a personal brand granted there's 1700 people I don't know how many people are going to really yeah. care that that's the thought process I'm having but I think that there yeah. there's some notes that would be beneficial um, Two people um, yeah. about kind of seeing into and peeking into the process that goes behind it. Um, is there anything you think that people should know about the process of going from and creating their own brand, um, like kind of like yeah. or doing their own independent thing and putting the groundwork into um, not to like sound very capitalistic, but to commodify themselves? to kind of start collecting yeah. additional dollars based off of them themselves, not their actual labor. Um, any tips in that matter?
0: I, it requires you to put that that effort in, in, in the forefront. It has to be the first thing. You know, it can't be, you know, the thing that you want to do as a side hustle. People tend to get lost and try to do both. But, you know, you really do need to put your brand first And then, you know, really maintain that focus. If you have a way of maintaining that focus while maintaining another job, then by all means, you're doing great. Um, But, you know, I look at it as these artists that we are working with that are just learning how to do, you know, music marketing. That right there, they're they need you know more focus than anything because they're like, I'm focused on this music but I have no idea what I'm doing with my brand. Um, Yeah, well, you need to shift your attention to that and start building stuff around that. So honestly, it comes down to, you know, really being passionate about your brand. If you're not passionate, then you're just going to, it's not gonna work out for you yeah. because you're not gonna you're you're just gonna look at the highs and never the lows and whenever a low happens it's really gonna get to your mental and
1: then it's just gonna tell you ah fuck it I'm not doing it anymore yeah because I think also coming from the passion a lot of the um, pieces and the urge to create and like learn and put in that those those hours makes it a lot easier because you're, yeah. you're passionate about it um, and yeah then, like you said you kind of have that that ammunition that fuel to Overcome any of those lows and kind yeah. of keep with it until you experience another high uh, And I'm telling you everyone everyone can create a
0: brand But it requires some like all right, maybe not everyone, but yeah. it could be everyone that has these requirements of hard-working You know passionate people and people that are driven to an idea And if you're not if you're not that type of person, then it really won't work for you yeah. um, and uh, I believe, you know, like going back to what we were doing with the YouTube stuff, like we didn't give a fuck if our videos were getting like 20, 30 views or 40, 50 views. We were just loving the fact that we were creating shit. And so it happened that one of our videos blows up, you know? Yeah. So that right there was just like enough for me to be like, damn, I really just love creating shit. That's really what it comes down to.
1: And you, a lot of people need to have that drive in order to create a brand. I, I like that because that's kind of what I figured out too. Um, kinda of that same thing. It's just like, I, I just love making things regardless of yeah. the, the view count or whatever it happens. It's exactly. trying to create something um, that I think is as authentic as I possibly can make it. Um, yeah. And and if you go ahead and chase those views oftentimes and that engagement number um it kind of forces and pulls you away from creating what you actually want to create in a yeah. weird way. Um, so it, in, in my case, it was also balancing those those two factors um, and then kind of yeah. creating what I actually wanted to create. And you touched on it, but I, I think also kind of, um, what is the journey um, from for you in terms of creation? Like how long have you been working on this, this skill and please feel free to uh, we'll brag on the way. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you've seen it from the start, um, yeah. when we were creating the Valkyrie logo, bro, that was, yeah. that was the first time I ever opened up Photoshop was when we created that V with the olive branches and the camouflage inside <laughs> of it, that I have that to, my, to, to the day. I still remember going into my dad's room and literally just opening up Photoshop and then falling in love with it instantly that. And that's like, you know, have you ever watched like soul or, you know, that the yeah. animation, the Pixar animation, like how, you know, they, they get lost in the trends of like when they start working on something, when they find yeah. their passion, I realized like that was it for me when I opened up Photoshop. Yeah. So ever since, you know, and that was what sophomore year of high school. Now, what I'm two years out of college. So yeah. it's been from that time frame where, you know, not everything was great. <laughs> you know, not all my stuff was amazing from the beginning because it wasn't. It was shit. But yeah. <laughs> I loved just creating stuff. And then also being able to, um, I look back at when I started creating thumbnails for um, Bebop Box on youtube yeah. so i honestly forgot how big of a deal that was <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> that no that was a huge because that's a big influencer yeah yeah, yeah. And he was a big like a big uh, minecrafter at the time and just being able to create that for him and be in high school and make like 50 bucks whenever i could just making a thumbnail it was just like oh shit, like this yeah. really does work for me <laughs> yeah and then it, everything just kept on progressing where it's like all right i think there's some I can monetize this i can definitely find some money in this and you know but being told that from your parents that you know that's not how it works it's just like it kind of sucks because you know you want your family to be supporting you which they were but but they don't understand how this works out for you so and you know that's just how life is not everybody's going to know how your life is going to play out
1: yeah i remember those days too kind of you you, you were, you were, you booked your first climb relatively early before yeah. <laughs> um, it was, it was really a mainstream thing to do. Uh, yeah. and that was really impressive. And even to see your growth from where you were, you were already kind of like a naturally good at Photoshop. Like you yeah, started dude, out you like, <laughs> though, <yeah. laughs> you started out like not, not too bad, like not too yeah, shabby. And you. I did see the, 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 amount of work you put into to learning yeah. on YouTube, just watching videos um, yeah. and, and kind of doing your own thing. And then you, you picked up a lot of different skills to make your skill better. better um, yeah. what, what kind of drove that passion to keep progressing? Um, yeah. and what kind of drove, I, I, I guess the, just where the look like that, that self starter within you, yeah. do you, do you have any ideas what kind of drove that? Um, to, I
0: mean, it go like, then this kind of leads just back outside of, you know, having this skill. It's how I grew up and how I worked throughout my my whole childhood. So my mom, you know, was always uh, working from like 11 uh, in the afternoon till 11 at night. So during those times, she would literally say, you guys can't go out because it's too dangerous because we're in uh, Philly at the time. So I'm going to need you to (laughs) clean the house. (laughs) for this amount of hours, play your video games and then finish up cleaning. So, you know, my mind was trained on working (laughs) since like, since no days off. And when I did have days off, I would have like two, three hours, play video games. So it was always cleaning, playing video games, cleaning, playing video games, cleaning, playing video games. So I just, when I moved out of my mom's and went to my dad's, I had to replace that cleaning aspect with something. Cause like my mind was just so trained to be always working. Yeah. So then it was just to the point where it's like, okay. And you, you could see, like we would play video games and yeah. we would record shit and then I would edit it and just <laughs> mess around and do yeah. Photoshop. So it was just, you know, something so natural to me to do. And then I just fell in love with it. So it was the part of falling in love with died the, with the skill. And then also just having that, you know, background of just always
1: working. Yeah. No, it, it, it does. Because yeah. a lot of it is your your parents literally do condition you and your, your framework. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people kind of recognize that early enough on that. That's yeah. kind of how it works is like you do something and it, it affects me as I'm growing yeah. up. Um, yeah. So it was just beneficial for you that kind of it might have been terrible in the moment but, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> but now, now, now you're now you're a hard worker like you're willing yeah. to put in yeah. the hours to do things because before before there literally was not there were yeah, days off. You know just down the line, like my siblings and I were just
0: were meant to work We're meant to just get shit yeah. done and whether it be uh, in the health field, whether it be in insurance field, whether it be in the creative,
1: area where we both we all succeed in one way yeah so i guess we we spoke a lot about like what you're doing for sean we spoke a lot about kind of like your 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 visions and kind of helping other people bring things to life like what, what are you doing for yourself at this point like what there some some things you might have in the pipeline for yourself that you can share uh yes i mean right now
0: i did have a little stunt with uh the studio Um, just having it kind of going on, but not really, um, I want to bring that back to life. But right now, like I said, I'm sacrificing my own, you know, projects and ideas for other clients. So right now I have nothing (laughs) besides (laughs) a portfolio of all my work. And at the moment, just, I still, I have, you know, the studio up and uh, the Instagram account up and running. But right now, I'm just focused on getting more clients. And once I get more clients, then it allows me to kind of build out a system for myself. Yeah. Um, I'm literally working from internally, and then I'll start going externally with like social media. But I think that's, that's the best bet for me, is just working on an internal product, and then eventually showcasing it to everybody. Okay. Um, but right now, it's just like I'm just
1: showcasing my work for clients. Yeah. So that way I can get more work. <laughs> okay. Um what's kind of your 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 social media platform of choice? Um, so yeah, it would definitely be TikTok and Instagram. I mean
0: TikTok for me just because um, you know, it's so easy to be discovered and yeah. it allows like it's so different. Like remember like when we did YouTube videos, like getting a thousand views was hard hard as hell yeah it was was not (laughs) but yeah like on Instagram and TikTok I made like a couple posts for my clients they got like a thousand to two thousand views overnight like in the first like hour or two
1: yeah and
0: I'm like but I granted it stopped there but compare that to YouTube where when we started that shit was so foreign that you know we we weren't doing any of that yeah so I see the potential for TikTok and Instagram reels. Those are like the main ones. And uh, it's so easy to get shared on. And, you know, I, I personally am on TikTok. I watch TikToks like crazy. I watch Instagrams like crazy. Um, but yeah, YouTube, YouTube itself, um, that's like a different ballpark for me now. It used to be like the main thing. I'm like, yeah,
1: I love YouTube. This is it. Yeah. Now it's like, it it's coming in like third place for me. Yeah, I I th- I think in terms of creation, um there's something rewarding about making something that's a bit more long form. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But like the the exposure you can get, the the ease of just creation on TikTok and Instagram is just like oh this yeah. is amazing.
0: It's it's like the bang for your buck in a sense when it yeah. comes to time yeah so it's just like all right i only gotta put this much in and i get this much all right i'll do that instead yeah. of so i have to sit down record edit make a 10 minute video make that look cool and then post it on youtube and then hope for a thousand views <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you literally that can just
1: turn your camera around and and, yeah. and just fucking talk on the the selfie cam and get yeah. millions of views on TikTok. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't do that on YouTube. You can't
0: just you can't. turn on your camera and then just record like nope. and back in the day. I, and It's crazy to say that we could say that now back in yeah, the day, back you, in know? The day. <laughs> you know, people used to make video, uh, feedback video or feedback videos, where it was just like, you respond to the video you just watched. And now it's like, that doesn't even exist anymore. There's no five star rating or anything like that. Yeah. So, Things definitely do change, and TikTok understood that, and TikTok is the main one. It's not Facebook, it's not Instagram, it's TikTok.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is definitely the wave. Yeah, um, and that could change. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's things that are popping up all over the place, and I'm not sure if you saw, but the, the company... Fuck This part, I kind of misquoted the actual story. Um, I originally stated that it was a competitor that signed the deal with Universal Music Group. But it turns out it's actually TikTok that signed the deal with Universal Music Group. So the the competitor did not do so. So I wanted to keep this part in, but I wanted to fact check myself that TikTok signed the UMG contract. Because this part of the conversation is still very good. um, And now I just fact check myself. Okay, see you guys. Damn! So I'd be interested to see how much that changes the dynamic as companies start to like sign those exclusive music contracts with like different yeah. social media platforms. Yep. Um, and just seeing how that works out. Because imagine like Instagram Reels, they're like, "Oh, you can only do yeah X, Y, yeah. and Z with this," and then it's just TikTok might just be all indie companies at uh, indie music people at that point. Yeah. Which it pretty and much I mean, already like, is, but
0: yeah. I mean, I created some stuff for like just creating, putting sounds on the, behind the songs for Instagram and TikTok. And sometimes it's so, it's so much easier for TikTok to put a sound behind rather from the reels because it originally came from TikTok. And I don't know if Instagram has the rights right now. So the, the actual sound that's popping on TikTok isn't popping on the reels. Yeah. So, and then going back to, you know, having those labels have control of the sounds now, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they have the control of the snippets, they're just going to take them off. It's basically, I feel like it's going to turn into how Netflix was like the main streaming service yeah. and they had all the rights to Marvel stuff, you know, Disney yeah. stuff, everything. And now it's to the point where they can only create what they can create yeah. from their own license. You know, yeah. you have this other streaming service. You got Paramount now, you got NBC, yeah. you got Disney Plus, and that's just how TikTok will probably go around. I feel like yeah. it's still
1: going to repeat a certain history. So, well, yeah, when it comes to sound. I, I think that that plays out most of the time, is like uh, companies find, originally think, oh, yeah, Netflix wants to pay me this much for rights to my show, and they yeah. start doing the math in their head, and they're like, oh, shit, like, I can make how much money like just charging and creating a streaming service for my shows and and, and movies versus me uh the small portion that i get from netflix every year and it kind of just makes sense over time to just be like what if i just completely own that vertical integration yeah Um, and that's kind of the direction everyone's going is once you have so much capital it's like i might as well just own my vertical integration and you get engulfed in my ecosystem to the point where you're not leaving like i i Yeah. I mean,
0: that, that, that exactly is what happened with the streaming service world. So when it comes to, you know, the music industry and their sounds and then being played on a platform and copyright, it just, who, who knows where that's going to go and everyone's going to have their own thing, but it's just like, this is a unique situation where this is an application for creation. This isn't, And I feel like this might be a really good thing for creators because now it's creating different, you know, ports or different apps for creators to go on and create stuff. And now they're going to get paid to do it just so that way they have their influencer blow up. They have their influencer who is known for being on TikTok, you know, now that they're known for being on, I don't know, fucking United Masters, you know, social media thing that they have now. So. It all depends where it's going to go, but at, at the end of the day, I think it's going to help creators the most. And yeah. it's just going to cause a headache for, you know, certain musicians. And yeah, I mean, that's just how it's going to play out. Yeah. Um,.